Ron McKenzie is with us from geojackets.com. Talk a little Georgia Tech athletics and let's talk baseball. First, Rod, the 3-0 Jackets swept Miami of Ohio over the weekend. Outscored them 36-24. to Russ and I kind of laughed a little bit yesterday because uh, uh, we had a lot of high-scoring games with Tech last year. Is the pitching going to get better? Are they going to be averaging – giving up eight runs a game here and have to outslug everybody. Yeah, I think the opening weekend or the opening weekends, they experiment a little with the pitching. Uh, their, their two best starters pitched Saturday and Sunday. Uh, they both went five innings. Jackson Finley uh, Sunday went five, has an ERA of 1.80. Logan McGuire went on Saturday, has an ERA of 3.60. And then they experimented with uh, Dawson Brown. You know, they wanted to see if he could pitch extended innings. And uh, he, you know, that was Friday night when the temperatures were dropping into the low 40s, upper 30s, and the wind was blowing like crazy. Hard to, you know, really for all the pitchers to grip the ball. So they gave up a lot of runs for sure on Friday. Uh, Walks, I think they walked 11 batters that day. The next two days, they only walked a total of two batters. So uh, they turned that around. And, mm. uh, you know, they 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 had uh, Josiah Siegel come in uh, to replace Jackson Finley on Sunday in the, in the sixth inning. Uh, normally he goes one or two innings. They wanted to see if he could finish the game and, and go four innings. He was sailing along pretty good till he got to that last inning, gave up five runs. Uh, it was obvious that you know he was tiring uh, in that in that ninth inning. So, uh, as a matter of fact, they didn't even have anyone up in the bullpen. And uh, when they finally got somebody ready, you know, he came in and, and got the double play ball, and uh, it was hit to uh, Carson Sabathia to uh, to end the game. Well, Georgia Tech has Georgia Southern uh, tonight, and then they will play Georgia next week in that uh, all-important series against the Bulldogs. Uh, both Georgia Southern and Georgia off to two and one starts after their first weekend of play. And uh, I, I love the competition, and I, I, I love the way they've done the Georgia Georgia Tech series now. Don't you? As far as just yeah. the scheduling. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do too, and. Uh... You know, I, I like going over there to Gwinnett County and, and watching a game there. That's something you don't normally get a chance to do because of of uh, my schedule. First of all, you know, you don't get over to to, to see what's going on over there, and uh, so it's 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 a good way of doing it. And uh, you know, playing all three games, and uh, it, you get to see the best pitchers. You know, normally. In the past, you got to see the uh, midweek starter right. and then the bullpen, you know. So uh, this is a much better way of doing it. Absolutely. No doubt about it. All right, Rod, let's talk a little basketball. The, the Yellow Jackets basketball team, they've won two in a row, three of their last four. They will play at Pittsburgh tonight, which is going to be a tough game, of course. It's a 7 o'clock game against the Panthers, who were 19-8 and on the year, 12-4 and in the conference. So that's a whole other story about tonight's game. But at least uh, they they got out of that losing streak and have won 3-4, or four, and they've got to feel a little bit better about that, don't they? Yeah, I, I think the, the one thing that sticks out to me is that, that they've gone almost exclusively now with Siobhan Franklin in the center position, yeah, he's only six foot seven, but he's very athletic. 
He can get up and block shots. He runs the court well. We've seen him, you know, uh, lead uh, transition baskets, getting dunks, you know, quite a, a bit lately now that he's the, the regular in the lineup. So I I think the combination of, of him being the starter now and uh, Lance Terry coming back from that four games when he was out with a, a hamstring, I think the, the two of them and, and uh, you know, ironically, both of them are transfers, have, have really propelled the Jackets to playing better over the last, you know, five or six games of the year. So what's the temperature of the fan base as far as Josh Pastor is concerned right now? You know, you, you have you have a group that's that's been after Josh since the beginning of the year, and they're not going to change their mind no matter what they do. And then you have another group yeah. that maybe was in that camp in the beginning, and they're gradually sliding away from that. But I, I think that to me, the, the most important thing is you have to have confidence in your new AD to make the right decision on whether to keep Josh for another year or move on. And, and I think we've talked about this before. You also have to decide whether or not that you're going to support the basketball team. And, and by support, I mean showing up for games, putting money into the program. Uh, that includes the NIL uh, that type of thing, and that hasn't been done. So uh, making a change just to make a change isn't going to change the fortunes of Georgia Tech basketball unless they go about it in the right way. Well, and they have four games left the regular season, three on the road, and the other, the only home game is against Louisville, who is just absolutely atrocious. I mean, they are trying to be worse than what Georgia was a year ago. Um, so you, you wonder, okay, a couple wins in these last four, could that save him? Yeah, I, I think it, it could. And, you know, uh, the, the uh, powers to be, the athletic director, the associate athletic director, they are on top of things. I mean, I see them at all the games. I see them at the press conferences. Uh, so they're definitely watching this situation closely so you have to feel when they do make a decision they're going to make the right decision uh just based on the fact that they're they're putting in their work in and evaluating what's going on with the program and how the team is playing you know uh you have to say well you know they they haven't maybe recruited as well as they they could have if they had the support uh, but you know the, the players that they have, have have continued to play hard, even in spite of that losing uh, a tough January, uh, and they they play a full forty minutes, and, and it can be entertaining at times, and and uh, we've seen that uh, lately in those those last uh, five or six games. Well, and it was interesting that you said that about you know needing to know what this fan base wants. And real quick, we got about forty five seconds left. Do you think that passion that has been there for Georgia Tech basketball in the past is still there, or has the lack of a better term, Rod, mediocrity that has been in place for a while now, kind of tempered that? Well, I, I look at the last game, and they they were coming off you know a couple of winning games and. Uh, I think 4,900 was the was the attendance uh, figure for that game. So it has mm-hmm. to be, you know, two or three thousand higher than that in, in my estimation to, to get where they need to be. So uh, you know, something has to be done to get 
to get that fan base back and, uh, you know, uh, the fans want to change, but, you know, if they make a change, they have to show up for games, and that, that didn't happen uh, necessarily with football when they they made Brent Key the interim coach. So, you know, it, fan bases at all schools are part of the, the uh, solution a lot of times because if you put fans in seats, that, that helps you economically and, and it, it helps support the team and helps them play harder. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Rod McKenzie's been our guest, geojackets.com. Rod, thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, Bill. Thanks.